Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today has had a host of health issues over the years, but is now using cannabis and nutrition to improve her health. And joining us from California is Kate Jablo. Kate, thanks very much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Let's start this discussion from the beginning. Tell us about some of the problems you've faced with respect to your health over the years. Um, so primarily, as I realize now, it's all immune. Um, when I was weaned from my mom at two months old, I broke out in bloody oozing eczema all over my body. It was the worst known case of eczema at that time. They didn't even have the word eczema, actually. And over the years, uh, by the time I was 18, um, I actually had to go to emergency rooms for my topical eczema. By 21, it was all over my face. And at that point, I met uh, a doctor who told me that it was related to hay fever, asthma, and migraines. And as my life went on, by 35, I had all of the above. My migraine cycles were 12 hours apart for six weeks at a time. I've had digestive issues, and I also was a psychiatric patient for the majority of my life, 1448. And I was sedated very heavily with a lot of side drugs. It's been six and a half years now, and um, I use nothing but cannabis, nutrition, prayer, and yoga, you know, movement. And I... I'm completely and 100% free of eczema, migraines, asthma, everything. I don't have those symptoms. And it was exclusively from using cannabis and other herbs. What did the psychiatric drugs do for you in terms of your health? They ruined it, actually. Um, <clears throat> hard to do this one without crying. Um my already very compromised immune system was decimated. In addition to causing digestive issues, it, the pills, specifically the um, antipsychotics and the lithium, shut off my reproductive system when, <clears throat> by the time I was 30, I had no, <clears throat> no cycle any longer. I was extremely badly prescribed. I was on a base of 50 milligrams of Valium. By the end, they added 30 milligrams of Ativan and then two antipsychotics, several mood stabilizers. I was on nine different pills for about 30 years. All my teeth on the top are gone. I mean, I put something in there, but they were all taken out, um, and the insurance will pay 100% because of all the drugs that were given to me. They feel that that was the cause. The pills masked any and all symptoms. I was misdiagnosed, and because I was sedated so young, they were never able to see what the actual problem was. I am autistic, and sedating an autistic person is probably not a very good idea. I was extraordinarily functional all my life. I've been the first famous dog walker. I started with the dog walking industry 
single-handedly in New York in the 80s. But um, the drugs caught up to me about 10 years ago. Their drugs. I'm 32 years sober. I ended up unable to work. I'm on permanent disability. I was in a psychiatric day program for nine months before I ended up coming out here to California. And miraculously, and by the grace of God, I'm 100% organic now, 100% organic, including my cigarettes. I found that smoking cannabis is inadequate. You can't really match 50 milligrams of Valium by smoking cannabis. I often say it's like trying to get coconut milk from a palm leaf. So I'm, I started making oils immediately and in, you know, taking them systemically. And that's extraordinarily helpful because you also get co the oil. Organic mm -hmm. coconut oil is an amazing detox and other things. And uh, then I started making RSO, Phoenix Tears, Rick Simpson oil, um, for a number of my friends who have cancer. And then I started realizing, well, that cures it basically everything, like everything. Like if I got a little topical something, RSO works. And then I started thinking, but wait a second, it's actually helping. I, I also, one of the symptoms, the side effects I was left with is called tardive dyskinesia. And that is spastic motion. Many people get like a, a twitch in their legs. Some people actually become unable to walk from, and it's in my mouth. Um, I just can't stop moving my mouth around. Um, yeah, I, but I Kate, Kate, before you go on, I had to, uh, when you sent the notes to us uh, about your, yeah. your situation, I saw tardive dyskinesia, and I had no idea what it was, so I had to look it up. Uh, it's a disorder that involves involuntary movements. Tardive means delayed, and dyskinesia means abnormal movement. And it says it's a right. serious side effect that occurs when you take medicines called neuroleptics, and these right. drugs are also called antipsychotics or major right. major tranquilizers. So you have That's that right. you have that of the mouth, do you? Yes. I actually it started before yes, yes. That's the answer. Yes, it is in my mouth. It looks like I'm pursing my lips or um sucking something. I smoke cigarettes. So often it's disguised, but it and and I'm working on it. They told me it was permanent. They told mm -hmm. me all my damage was permanent kidney damage, liver damage. Um, I, my BUN and creatinine function in my kidneys was highly elevated. My triglycerides and cholesterol was like an 80-year-old obese man. And I'm a tiny little thing. Um, what I found is at the bottom of everything and that the psych drugs exacerbate to no end is that almost everybody, at least in this country, has systemic candida. Systemic candida is a, essentially what they call the nail fungus, mm -hmm. but that only happens as the last stage of systemic candida, and it comes from too much sugar, too much wheat, and the poisons that are in our food, water, and air. Almost everybody in this country has it. Mine was advanced. Um, I did get manicures, and so it is. There's a an actual topical thing that gets spread, but it's systemic, and it's responsible for a good part of the asthma, the migraines, people's not just mine, not just mine, everybody's. Um, and I found that when I went completely gluten free, sugar free, or processed sugar, and added 
cannabis, specifically the cannabis oil that I make into either avocado oil or coconut oil, it actually promotes healing. It actually full spectrum cannabis, not just CBDs, not just THC. I believe that the it's necessary to have full spectrum. I am autistic. I have Asperger's. So details are what I'm interested in. So I've become actually quite expert in um, doing custom blended strains for, for individuals. I'm several people's, for lack of a, of a better term, they're a psycho cannibologist. Um, I prescribe, I buy, I choose what strains for each individual so that the high is manageable and the healing is maximized. Um, a lot, several people that I do this for are very depressed. I do strange, strain glands that are, uh, sativa, certain, and I only use certain strains even. Um, and I have found that even tailoring the strains within the oils that I make for myself also accelerates the healing. I love that yeah. term that you've used, psychocannibologist. As a matter of well, fact, actually, Ian and I both had a big grin on our face when you said that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'm so glad. So actually, I am called um, the cannabinist. 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 Um, that's what my friends call me, the cannabinist. Cannabinist. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I actually have a whole vocabulary now. We have a cannabinary. That's when you sit outside in your garden. That's your cannabinary. And your cannabinate, that's where you keep, you know, your little box. Your cannabinate. Anyway. So, <laughs> Are you yeah. uh, going to start putting out a little dictionary then with all the terms? And, uh... Again, I am as I have Asperger's, like, to a million degrees. So, yeah, I already have them written down, yeah. I oh, yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually have a few people. I have a lawyer and a few people interested in investing in my in my concept, which is um, what I would like to do is take cannabis out of the recreation. Not take it out, but from my end, it's about healing. I don't get high anymore at all, like at all. I, it's not really possible because I have to be consuming cannabis constantly. I have a very, still very anxious life. It didn't go from me being, you know, losing my house and being in a psychiatric day program to like me living in some little McMansion out here. It's been really brutally horrible because my ability to judge human beings was not okay at all. Kate, when did the so, light go on for you and you said, uh, I'm tired of taking these drugs. I'm tired of what it's doing to me and I've got to change. I've, I've got to do something different. Yeah. Sadly, it didn't happen until I was almost dead. You know, those pills leave you so you can't really do very much and you don't really realize. I didn't, I didn't realize what had happened to me. I hadn't realized it, and what happened was that I just... Are you, are you okay, Kate? Yeah, no, I'm okay. It's just hard, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. What happened is that I just was unable to keep going, mm-hmm. and I got physically just very, very sick. I have had an undiagnosed hiatal hernia. Somehow they managed not to be able to diagnose the hiatal hernia since I was like six. Uh, and uh, whatever. And the pills just took over. I couldn't think. I couldn't work anymore. I lost the place I was living. Between 2009 and 2010, I was hospitalized four times for suicidal 
whatever's. And at the end of the last one, an old friend found me on Facebook. And after a very short period, I came out here to California. Um, and as soon as I got out here away from, away from them, But they were still giving me pills, and it ended up my pulse was going down to 42. 42. Because of all the pills they had me on. And that's when I, that's when my heart, my father died at 49. When my pulse started going down to 42, and my blood pressure was like lower than God intended, that's what I just said, forget it, I'm going to die. And I, just wean myself off. And I was out in California where pot was legal, medical legal. And that's what made the difference. I was in New York City where I was still buying the most horrible garbage on a street corner from some guy on a bicycle. You can't do it. You couldn't do it in New York. I couldn't have done what I did. It wasn't possible. They, did. they don't want you to be better. Well, here's so the, once here, I got out here, yeah. I, that's what happened. I got out here on this dispensary every 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd try. Well, here's the good news. You've turned the corner, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, your body is repairing itself. How long did it take you to wean yourself off the medications? I, I would say six months. I would say six months. How difficult was that? For me, it was okay. For most people, it would be extremely difficult. For me, I'm different. I was brutally abused from and diapers. And my life has been really hard. So for me, it was fine. I was grateful. For most people, I wish I could do something. It'd be really hard. Because it'd be frightening. Kate, how much how much cannabis do you take uh, each oh, day? Oh, okay. So I take I smoke I smoke about a gram and a half of flour, and I smoke uh, how much how much concentrate do I smoke? I go through a gram of concentrate in about five or six days, and a gram and a half of flour every day. Do you have certain strains that you prefer? Yes. Absolutely. I, that is my whole thing. Yes. 100%. Yes. And I can go on for days. So you tell me if you want me to or not. <laughs> Feel free. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So for me in particular, I have been manic. Um, the, the anti, they stopped the antidepressants like 20 years ago because they flipped me into permanent mania. I haven't slept in 10 years now. Um, I'm still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I will. And, oh, and the other thing is that, uh, okay, I gotta say it because people have to hear it because I'm not the only one. The other. Take your time. Uh, the antipsychotics. They cause started dyskinesia, but, um, they also take your period away and they cause lactation simultaneously. And uh, so even though I don't have any, I wasn't allowed to have any children, I could still feed one with the poison that comes out of me still eight years after I last took 
risk at all. <laughs> People have to never take that ever. The strains that I use for myself, because I'm manic. Sorry. Setting. <clears throat> so my strain blends for me are uh, three parts OD. And they, ha they have to be OGs. They have to be CBD heavy. So that very sweet floral smell. Generally, the ones I prefer are Star Wars planets. Um, wait, the Star Wars, the planets. Well, the Star Wars and the planets are the ones that are always sweet and yummy. Although Snoop Dogg has a great OG. Snoop's OG is fantastic, really CBD heavy. And then one part purple, if I can get them, a true purple, like a great kryptonite. Because they're very low THC, and I, I need a full, need full spectrum for actual healing. You have to. It won't work. But you can, like, get rid of a headache with CBD water, but you need them both. So, but the THC in the purples, the THC is low, but the, but the antioxidant factor is very high. Like all purple fruits and veggies, um, the purples are antioxidants. So they boost the function. You know, they're enriching the bloodstream. And they are boosting the function of the other chemicals in the other cannabis. So three parts OG, one part purple, and one part sativa. And the sativas that I use are either uh, the blues, the cookies, or a straight jack. And the jacks are, well, you know what? The sativas are different because they're straight jacks, but very deeply related to the straight jacks. You know, the Jack Herrera's like J7, J47, all those are the oranges and the tangies. And actually, the orange and the tangy flavors are what do it for me. So what I generally tend to do is, um, like lately, I've been getting a lot of really nice orange concentrates. And that is way closer to like eating the coconut pulp when you want the water. The RSO is the water. It's the only thing that's just the chemicals. So, Kate, the, all the before mentioned strains, are you using all of those both um, smoking and in oil? Yeah. Or are you using yeah. some in oil, some in smoking? No, I use top shelf, um, whatever the toppest is in what I make in my oils and my tinctures, and also in what I smoke. I only smoke the very, there's, there's so much green. When you're smoking, you're, you're just, I like to smoke, but it's not good to smoke. Mm -hmm. You know, my organic cigarettes or cannabis, your lungs don't really want smoke in them particularly. So I try to get as potent a bud as I possibly can and smoke a little bit less. And, and the same thing for the oils and the tinctures. There's no using, you can use leaf and stem when you're making you know, concentrate. Yes. It's that much harder. So, yes, I, I make those uh, custom strains for myself and all my friends, you know, any, anybody who uses me all the time for everything, yeah. Right. So, Kate, um, just to encapsulate then, um, for your conditions, basically, if I understood correctly, you're going after a pretty high CBD uh, level compared to THC. Yeah. For me, the most important thing is the CBDs. Yeah. Um, the THC is more of a, like a catalyst. Okay. I think for every, personally, my, not anecdotal, my personal experience of other people as well, is that 
the THC, um, the getting the inebriation part is a side effect. That's a side effect mm-hmm. that does that go away. But the, the 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 THC it like speeds things up. Like when you're, I think that the inebriation is an indication of your body sort of resetting and like jumbling up in a way to to reset itself. For me, the THC, I I can tell when something is going to get somebody else high. You know what I mean? I can feel it. But uh, for me, the most important thing is that sweet CBD. That is the thing that is for my anxiety. Yeah, that's that's the correct fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 and it's not like I've been staying with somebody for about a year who is extraordinarily depressed. His blend. He does, I do straight jacks for him. The oranges don't quite do it for him. So he does like straight jacks. I do three parts jack to one part OG. Because the sativas are very focusing and they're very um, enlivening in your body and in your, in your brain. But the, if you, if you take that to its end, you end up that's where paranoia comes in. That's where somebody ends up so focused on the one little thing that everything else becomes overwhelming. And so I add a little OG in there to keep it focused and calm. Yes. And the strains that I use, I, I definitely get feedback from my from my people all the time. And apparently it works well enough that I have a bunch of people willing to invest in the, in the idea of having like a little dispensary. I guess you have to have that for cash flow and whatever. Have acupuncture, reflexology, uh, space for yoga and, you know, movement, um, and in a, in a beautiful space, like out here in Southern California, the medical facilities, they all have like little offices, but they're open spaces. I would have like, you know, water elements and quiet spaces, maybe, you know, classes or something and put cannabis in a, in a loving, healing context, you know, um, Mm -hmm. And what I would really like to do is what I've been doing, but on a bigger scale, like helping people actually heal with it. I've also done, um, like, sommelier. So we'll, we want to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. We want to have sex or whatever, watch, you know, and make oils for people for that, too. But I really feel that given my history, my calling is to help people heal with this beautiful plant. The sommelier of cannabis. Yeah. 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 Okay, the people you're helping, what kind mm-hmm. of ailments do they have? Well, um right now uh, several of them sadly have cancer. Um and and so several people have cancer um and are using cannabis only palliatively. They're not doing RSO. Although right. I tried it, it's very hard as you know. To, my sister-in-law passed away a year and a half ago from lung cancer. They wouldn't even consider they wouldn't even like look at my page. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even read an email. My brother. Um, so most of the people who I have been, whatever you know, helping, uh, several of them have had cancer. So I've sent, I've made uh, tinctures for one, uh, oil for a couple of other people, um, and then what I've also been doing is have another friend who also has cancer in Texas, and for her I've just been recommending strains. Now no, so far no. I've made RSO for a few people, but not one of them has 
no judgment here, but not one of them has been brave enough to do what you did, Corey. And, um, but people who have, so somebody has fibro, five, you know, fibromyalgia, which I was diagnosed with as well. Um, I've been talking to somebody who has MS, and I'm hoping that she is going to start doing, she's considering doing RSO. So. Yeah, we've talked to a number of people and interviewed a number of people on this program who have uh, MS, and they've taken cannabis oil, and it's helped them considerably. Matter of fact, there was one gentleman that we talked to in Ontario who was paralyzed from the neck down and uh, had to be fed. Uh, he couldn't feed himself. And one day he was out with some friends, and they, they were smoking a joint, and they said, why don't you try this? So he, he smoked the joint. And he said almost immediately he could feel some sense yeah. of relief. And now, yeah. today, he plays in a rock band. Wow. Okay, well, so that's, I have to say that that is my, that's my feeling. That is my, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised. Because it, it heals. You know, I'm sort of a wackadoo. Because I have Asperger's, I, I see through Everything, maybe plow through is a better word. I don't see a lot of boundaries. Um, so it makes me kind of difficult. It makes me talk a lot. But it also, I'm not afraid. I, I, Asperger's is also a lack of a certain emotional and intellectual fear. Because you don't really see the thing you're supposed to be afraid of, mm -hmm. like in relationship. And because of it, it's very easy for me to see where um, people are railroaded into remaining ill, where I was railroaded into remaining ill, there's nothing you can do except cannabis. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. How could can? And I used to think, well, what, what could, what could um, herbs do if I'm taking all these pills? And I still think they wouldn't have done anything mm -hmm. on top of all those poisons that people are cramming into themselves. And often, by the time somebody's considering cannabis, they're very ill, and they're on a lot of pills, and it's very hard to get off them. And the cannabis isn't, you know, I don't really know what the effect of even RSO is on someone who's still taking all those drugs or giving chemo. I really don't know that their poison isn't stronger. No, I totally agree with you. One of the things that I find that, and I'm sure some people will disagree with me, but most people ignore their health until they have a serious issue. And then they want a, the magic pill that will correct their, right. their ills that they've, uh, they've accumulated right. over the yeah. number of years. Fix me right now. But, but That's right. Quick fix solution. I agree. Except this. There is one. I'm smoking it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I have done it. I did it. I did it. And and but the thing is that the question you asked me earlier, what was it like going off? How hard was it? Yeah. That's the problem. Because the truth is, as soon as I ditched the pills, yeah, I got very sick for two years. I lost like sixty pounds. Because I was like I was just sick. I was so sick. Oh my wow. God. All my allergies that I didn't know I had because I was sedated all that time. I didn't need glasses. I had to, I can't can't see without them now. I mean, it's frightening what happened to me. And I'm extreme. What happened to me is extreme. But honestly, even if you did half the damage that they were doing to me, you'd be in a lot of trouble. I mean, this is the way you do it, is you keep telling people, you know, here I am six years, seven years later, 
Mm-hmm. And when somebody says, wow, your hair looks good or your whatever, I'm like, yeah, well, you saw me five years ago. And they're like, well, what happened? How come your everything is better when your medicine is what grows? Yeah, we are right. part of this planet. We are just other things growing and moving on this planet. And if we consume only poisonous things, there you go. But if you consume, the Native Americans have a saying that, that Gaia creates, grows a cure for all ailments. I agree with that. What we've done here is we've added stuff. We've added all these poisons. And so Gaia grows things. We grow this cannabis and, and others. It's not just cannabis. No, but you're we absolutely grow right. cannabis. Yep. You know, I mean, there are a ton of other things like your cancer, too. Cannabis only works when you stop digging the hole. You got to stop taking the poisons because you can't cons- one cannot consume enough cannabis to counter a disease and the stuff that keeps making the disease bad. Yeah, Kate, it was uh, it was great of you and very gracious of you to tell your story and Thank uh, you. and. Thank you for the opportunity. You're doing some wonderful work and you're on the road to uh, improved health. And uh, you're helping others, and it can't get any better than that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Corey, I just want to say you are absolute inspiration to me, and I, I just want you to know I send people to your page. I repost your stuff, and I just, in a word, really, namaste. I see God in you and reflected in me and in everyone else. Thank you very much. You're welcome, and thank you, Kate, for... Uh for for having the courage to share your story. I know it was difficult for you, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, too. And there you have it, another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.